Welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes Playbook, where we bring our coaches' insights directly to our community. And uh, B, lots of exciting things happening in the world of crypto that uh, that you and I are so involved in. You know, not just, I mean, obviously there seems to be a lot more like volume overall, but just seems like uh, sentiment and vibes and uh, like overall just feelings are, are much more positive, which uh, is, is exciting to be a part of, but also it almost feels like we're on like the verge of the market turning and, and getting back yeah. into like those 2021 vibes, which um, is really exciting. But um, something that was kind of interesting that popped up, Joe Rogan's podcast with Elon, and uh, oh, they talked great. about NFTs, they talked about crypto, they talked about Twitter and, and X, but um, the one that stood out to me was Joe Rogan bringing up Connecticut pizza, which kind of like, yes. in my opinion, was like a, <laughs> a nice nod to, to you guys. And so, uh, one, how are you? And then two, do you have a favorite pizza spot up there? Is there is there one that's kind of like well-known uh, over there in, in your area? Yeah, I'm doing great, Drew. I hope you're doing well, too. Uh, that was a really good listen, and uh, I think I might need to re-listen to it. I caught myself rewinding a couple times just uh just to hear their different insights and things but um if you've never been to new haven pete new haven the pizza is outstanding it is um it's not deep dish um it's it's extremely thin and it's unique to new haven uh there and the famous ones that everybody kind of knows about is like sally's and pepe's like those are the big ones and hmm. um those actually aren't my favorite like there there's oh, wow. two other ones that are that are a little bit um, not as well known, but one is called Modern. Um, it, it and if you ever go there, the line is around the corner. Like it's oh, wow. always busy. Modern is really good, and the other one that my daughter and I really like is it's called Bar. Um, and by day it's a pizza place, by night it's a club. So, <laughs> so that's why it's called Bar. But um, the pizza is outstanding, and uh, yeah, those are those are the two spots. But it was, it was kind of cool that they they mentioned those spots. And I got to yeah, no, the vibes are immaculate. The vibes are elite. Definitely, definitely. Just you just, you just feel it. Yeah, you feel yeah. it kind of wrap up into something uh, into something special. But um, yeah, it'd be just another reason for me to come up and visit you guys is to uh, to go on like a little bit of a pizza tour and try some try some places. Um, I've definitely heard that before. I've heard of of it being you know really really good pizza up, up by you. But um, today's conversation, be we're gonna kind of drive it around. Um, I would say uh, like self-awareness around the team dynamic, I think is, is probably the best way to explain it. Um, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of things that well, for, first of all, there's a lot of different teams and yeah, you could yeah. probably, you could probably say a lot of things are teams without it necessarily being, you know, maybe publicly recognized as being a team, but um, something, you know, I've heard all the time is like the military is a team, you know, corporations mm-hmm. are a team. Um, something that I've definitely kind of leaned into is like, I think like life, is a team sport, right? Like you need coaches, 100%. you need mentors, you need people to to kind of tackle some stuff with you. And there's a lot that you can, you can just really just learn by kind of understanding how to, how to get better. Right. So just like you would in any sport and try to grow, develop and, and make yourself more effective. Um, I kind of view that as, as what we're doing and just in life in general too. Right. So one thing that was kind of popping up for me is when I thought about, you know, building a team and, and surrounding myself with people and, um, and really just kind of understanding how can I make myself more effective as a business owner, as, mm. you know, Web3 founder, all these things, even podcasts. Um, one of the things that I quickly realized is, one, it's important to understand some of the different roles that are required to to put out like a highly effective team. Mm. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to take on every single one of those tasks and wear all those hats to to make the the you know the gears move and push things forward. And something that has been like a huge learning lesson for me is like, one, learning how to evaluate other people. You know, mm-hmm. do they align? Can you evaluate their skill set? 
um, are they motivated and inspired to, to continue to work, you know, past, you know, maybe some entry, uh, not entry level, but like surface level, like motivations. And something for me that's been a huge breakthrough is being able to trust other people too, right? Mm-hmm. So not only nice. are they capable and do they align, but like, can you trust them? And so there's all these things I was kind of thinking about, you know, when it comes to team building, but a lot of it kind of stems and started with me. You know, like, yeah, yes. what do what do I see myself doing at a high level and how do I um, place people around me to work with to, one, allow myself to tap into my strengths and continue to push forward my strengths, but also take care of some of the items, you know, around my business that maybe I view as weaknesses or things that I am not generally motivated by, right? And so it was also kind of like understanding this high-level awareness of like, what am I good at and what do I need to kind of like fulfill around you know, not that I'm like the sun and it's built around me, but it's like, huh. I'm, I'm, you know, like who can I surround myself with to, to make sure that, you know, things are being taken care of and, and being pushed forward. And a lot of that came from understanding and like, doing this stuff myself. Right. So when I started in, um, in marketing and the creative ad agency, I bought myself a camera and I was going around and I was like trying to shoot video and pictures. And, um, you know, at the time I was like, oh, this stuff is pretty good. And then you compare it to people that have been crafting the skill set, and you're like, oh, I have no business like holding a camera and, and being at these events and and things like that. And so that was kind of like, you know, it was a quick lesson learned for me to like, I need to surround myself with people that ha- like that craft this skill as much as I craft, you know, as other, whether it's like talking to clients, onboarding, you know, trying to understand their pain points um, and landing them. I need to find other people that maybe can help me fulfill some of these services. And so. You know, I kind of learned this really early on in building my own agency and and putting a team around it. We could dive into it a little bit, but what what do you think about you know when it comes to obviously you're working with these teams, you're working with other coaches. <clears throat> so for you, you know, having a high level awareness of what you're good at and and maybe where you need some support, I'm kind of curious where your brain goes to when it comes to uh, you know self awareness and the team dynamic. Well, I think the first things that really kind of stood out to me with you, um, you know, kind of going through your own ability to understand about, uh, you know, where you needed to improve your own personal team is your, your awareness that you were leading yourself, right? Cause at the head of any kind of team, there has to be some sort of leader. And one thing I'll often talk about is you've got to be able to lead yourself before you can lead anybody, anybody else. And your ability to understand your own strengths and weaknesses helps you lead yourself first and foremost, so that you can try to seek the, the right people to fulfill the right roles around you. And so, right. Um, being able to, if you're going to build any team, right? And this could be your, your, your business team, a, an athletic team, a, uh, your friendship team, whatever it is, like you've got to be able to recognize what you're good and what you're not good at. So that requires a high level of self-awareness first and foremost. And if you don't know how to have that level of self-awareness and you need to be able to ask the right people around you, like, what do you think I'm good at? What do you think I'm not good at? What do you think I can improve upon? And that requires a lot of vulnerability. And so uh, being able to lead yourself, I think, is first and foremost to be able to recognize where you got to go, right? right? And then and then trying to find those mentors and the people around you to, you know, like the bowling ball, the bowling alley kind of example, like to try to keep you, you know, to act as gutters, to try to keep you on the right mm. path is uh, is extremely important. And so before you can decide the type of team that you want to be. I think you got to figure out who who's leading the team. How are they leading it? Um, and, you know, what's the style? Like, what's the messaging? Like, what's the approach going to be for the team? 
you've got to be able to figure out who you are first and foremost. And um, for me personally, like I, you know, I don't build teams. Um, I'm fortunate to be in my role to help support uh, our coaches. Right. Uh, and they're, they're the ones responsible for building the team, you know, and I'm, and I'm blessed to be able to work with uh, lots of different coaches throughout my career. Some have been really good team builders and some have not been as good uh, team builders. And a lot of it is the ones who have been able to fully implement trust within me and fully trust their assistants and their staff to be able to do what they can do at a high level because they recognize what they're good at and what they're not good at. Like, I think that's the, uh, that's the epitome of, of really good leaders is to sort of surround themselves. Like you kind of mentioned, like surround themselves with people who are good at what they do. Like, I think right. for, to be the ultimate leader, I think you need to be a really good generalist. I don't think you need to be an expert expert in any kind of field, but I think you need to be a really good generalist from the standpoint of understanding um, how a lot of things work, but you don't need to understand them at an extremely high level, Absolutely. right? And then you can hire the specialists around you that are the experts in their fields, and they could be almost like a sniper rifle, right? They are the ones who can really target in and hone in on... Um, Somebody's maybe if it's we're talking hockey, like they're skating, right? Maybe you need to have a really good skating coach that can teach skating at a high level, or you can have a skill development person who can really hone in on developing someone's skill. Or you have, in my, in my opinion, like a strength conditioning coach, somebody who can understand how to condition and how to prepare the athletes to to play at a high level. Uh, maybe in your your perspective, maybe you hire somebody who does video at a really high right. level and a high quality. Um, that can put that can really push your your marketing and your ads at, to another to another level. Um, but I think from a leader leadership standpoint, I think they need to have a generalist mentality where like I used a sniper rifle analogy before, but maybe they have a grenade approach, right? Like they can throw a grenade and they can hit on a lot of different targets and you might be good. But to become great, you need to have some snipers in there who can really own in on some specific qualities. Um, that can take things to another level. So for me, like, uh, again, like I, I don't recruit, right? Like that's not a, a key part of my role. Like I'm a, I right. can eat in it. Um, but to be able to surround yourself with people that understand what they're good at and what they're not good at is probably the, the number one thing um, to, to developing any level of team. Yeah, there's two great things that you mentioned. I think the, the generalist approach, I mean, the way that I say this is, I like to understand things enough where I'm a little bit dangerous, you know, yes, like I understand yes. it, but I'm not, maybe I'm not, you know, something that's, I'm, I'm not tackling every single day and, and something that I'm not, you know, fully dedicating to every single day. But, you know, as an agency owner, you know, video editing, you know, d designing email templates, website design. Yeah. These are all things I'm like, I'm a little bit dangerous in and I understand like what's great and what's not great, but I'm not the one that's technically piecing together the, the, um, um, executing side of uh, the execution side of all these things, right? And so, as an agency owner, you know, trying to figure out and place the people that are great at that, right? I think is is huge. And so that generalization factor, I think, is is incredible. But it also kind of ties into maybe it's something that you've tried and realized that you weren't good at, right? Like something yeah, that you learned, yeah. right? So it's not even just like that's good. You know, maybe I'm never going to dive into it, and I just will find somebody. But it's like maybe a certain level of understanding because you have executed, you know, a couple steps, and then you realize, you know. One, not that it's not worth your time, but in the grand scheme of things, it's much more worth, you know, having somebody that can execute at a high level for for some of these tasks. The other thing you mentioned in terms of leadership, which I think is something that I really have learned, you know, throughout the years is 
we don't bring somebody in to like tell them exactly what to do. You know, ideally in an ideal world, you're bringing somebody in that that's helping you either build strategy or that knows more than you in some of these topics that, you know, you're, you're and this is where the trust factor came in that I was kind of yeah. alluding to is like, you know, could I bring somebody in that's really strong on a video that's actually going to help me come up with the video strategy to, to take to the client versus me pulling a video editor for me to tell them exactly what to do and exactly what to execute on is like, no, I would love to have somebody that's smarter than me in this area that could actually bring something to the table and, uh, and allow them to kind of grow and develop in this process too, versus always being told what to do. Right. So, um, I think there's also this key factor of, um, allowing somebody to come in and giving them the space to like grow, mature, develop yeah. make their own mistakes, bring stuff to the table, let it fail. You know, not that you want to see like clients fail, but bring things to the table and let it fail. So they truly understand and, and are able to grow and develop from this. And so that's something else that, you know, I find myself, you know, thinking that maybe I know exactly what's right, but ultimately having enough trust for people to come yeah. in and and help change my perspective on things um, so that we can put out ultimately a better product or service for our clients. And so, but it kind of goes back to that, you know, even with yourself, like you, when you lead yourself, you have to have patience. You have to have this like growth mindset of like, I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to, you know, become better from it. But taking that approach and applying to somebody else, because I think in our industry, one of the worst things that happen are micromanagers. You know, like we, we yeah. bring on a client and, you know, they hire us for marketing, but then they're telling us exactly what to do versus letting us come in and, and kind of give them the, the really just like the, the non-biased perspective of how we're going to, you know, take this to the next level. And those opportunities where we come in and they totally micromanage everything, like they're asking for things with like within the same day that they, they put it out there and they want to change exactly how they want it. We realize that those relationships are really tough for us to come in and provide good work because they're not allowing us the space mm -hmm. to go and test and, and provide these insights back to them. Um, and so I've kind of taken that to my own approach of like, you know, making things a little bit more open-ended to have somebody come in and provide, you know, their opportunity to to really shine out what they're good at versus me always thinking what's best you know for the for the overall scenario and i think that i think we see this with like coaches and like captains right yeah where a coach might you know <laughs> a coach has years and years of experience right but at the same time i think a really strong coach would know that hey this captain needs that space and to make that mistake to truly learn from it versus him just always repeating and mimicking everything that I'm, you know, that I'm saying, or for me to use like the captain as a puppet, you know, how much do they actually learn from that? Right. Versus they don't, they don't giving them the space to like, you know, take on something, take ownership and then have them learn and grow from it. And so and I think fail another, and fail. fail. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And kind of go through that whole process. And, you know, it goes back to the couple episodes, you know, we talked about if you want to, you know, versus, uh, you know, learning something quickly versus learning something deeply and the factor of, you know, doing it yourself and putting that, putting that experience or going through that experience fully yourself, I think is, um, is a, is a really, it's just a process I think needs to happen. Right. So for me in the agency, like I put myself in all these different roles and then realize, okay, this is, this is something I need to fulfill. This is a, this is a spot I need to fulfill. And then when I started putting these people around, you know, the, the, in, the, in terms of the agency and placing them, it just became like, I just felt like there's confidence in yeah. the services that we're able to provide. Right. Um, the first ever hire I had, this was years ago, like a couple of years before COVID, um, it was bringing on a video editor. And she was unbelievable. Like from the age of like 13, 14, she was like started video editing and she was wow. just past college. And she like grew these accounts to like 500, 600,000 on Instagram, like organically. Jeez. And so in my head, 
you know, the first thing I thought was, this is awesome. I have somebody to help me execute on some of our high level clients. But what I quickly learned is like, she was giving me insights and she had like no clue how to work in the professional setting. You know, she was just doing edits for fun. She wasn't monetizing anything. And to me, it was like this, like, it was an amazing opportunity for, for her to share all these insights with me. And then for me to flip it back to her and be like, Hey, did you know that we could be monetizing this stuff? And you know, she might be charging people $200 where she could have been charging them $2,000. Holy and so there was like this, like, there was like this, this flow that we had together where, you know, I was helping her out a ton, but she gave me so much confidence in our service to clients that I landed up a bunch more clients that year just because of bringing her on. And so there was like this kind of a uh, light bulb moment for me to realize that I can do this on my own and provide somewhat of a service, but by bringing in the right key players, I had this massive amount of confidence, case studies, results that I could go and, and, and take to this, you know, to a new set of clients and land them really, really quickly. And that's where I like, it flipped on for me. It was like, I could keep all this retainer <laughs> revenue for myself as a one person agency. And it's like, yeah. it's good. Or I can bring in these other team members and, and really scale this thing to a level that um, I really didn't envision for myself. And that's where I was just like, okay, I need to go f- start finding some really strong team members that can fulfill these positions that I'm very, very weak in. And since then, B, like it's been a, it's, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing this stuff alone anymore. Right. And, awesome. Um, as a business owner, of course, you want to get to a place where, um, you know, a lot more freedom, a lot more opportunities to do things that you excel at, things that you want to do on a daily basis. And um, right now I'm, I'm totally in that mode, right? Where we're still grinding, we're still, you know, doing a lot of lead generation and, and business development, but I'm not editing videos. <laughs> I'm not designing <laughs> websites, designing graphics, designing brands, fonts, colors, all these things that, you know, I was taking on in the past, but I really shouldn't have been put in that position mm-hmm. just because the way that, you know, could I have like built myself and skill set into that? Maybe, but there are people that are just, you know, really gifted and have passion yeah. for this stuff, right? And so kind of allow them to to build their own lane, I think was a, was a really strong uh, process for me. But, you know, for you, B, and, and maybe this is even outside of athletics, you know, are there, are there things that you feel like, man, I need to bring this person into my life? Or I, I think that, that even ties into like mem- mentorship and coaching too, when it comes to, you know, this is a weakness of mine and I need to to surround myself with somebody that understands this at a high level to to really create a, a greater result. Yeah, there was one thing I, I really came to mind that I wanted to uh, kind of pinpoint on on being a leader and, and trying to figure out how to build the optimal team around you is, is probably, I think it, it gets lost, is creating that environment. Because I think when you create right. the optimal environment where you're enabling trust and you're giving trust and you're allowing people to fail. That's probably the most, one of the most important things ever about building a team is creating the environment where everybody feels psychologically safe, right? To fail. And they feel empowered. I said enabled before, but empowered. They feel empowered to be able to utilize their strengths to their best ability. I think that's really, truly important is to figure out how to create the best environment um, that works for you as a leader, but also works for the team that you're trying to build um, to allow the people that you bring in to thrive and to shine. Right. I th- that's massively under underrated, I think. Like in, in Well, it kind of ties to culture, things. right? Like we yeah, like it does. It's the culture. culture. So let me give you a good example. We had a um, we did a designer that worked for us for maybe just like under a year. 
and uh, really talented. We actually, she started getting into NFTs and she, she really wanted to kind of pursue her own um, design and graphic and, and brand and look. But I randomly came across this article where she was interviewed and she mentioned our agency, which is like awesome, right? Like That's she didn't, so cool. she wasn't like, you know, she didn't even send it to us. It was like t- super organic. Um, but in this article, she talks about how she gives a big, she gave us a big shout out because she was like just getting started in like professional graphic design. And, um, and she gave us a big shout out to being a, a strong, um, just accelerator for her to have confidence in her own abilities. But something that was really interesting is she mentioned, like, I was introduced to, like, mindfulness and mental no fitness and, and all these things that, um, you know, if you think about, like, an employer or a work, you know, environment, these are probably not things that are, are brought up too often. But for us, it was, like, it was kind of a proud moment for me because it's, like, not only professionally does she feel like it was a good stepping stone for her own personal career, but, like, personally, it made an impact on her to be yeah. involved. And I think that it comes from a high, a place of a high level of care of like, you know, we're just not, you know, get these 10 graphics done and, you know, get paid. It's like, you know, like really understanding what's going on in their life. If they're struggling, Hey, you know, spending some time to introduce them to meditation, introduce them Mm -hmm. to some things that are helpful for me through, throughout my process. And that, that made an impact in her life personally. And to me, that was like, okay, this is, I felt like that level of impact. And I felt like, um, you know, most, cause I hear like my friends talk about like, man, I wish my job had mental health days. I wish my yeah, job gave yeah. me some space to like take a couple of days off and just kind of get some stuff in order. And, um, so for us to be able to provide this level of impact for somebody that was working with us was huge for me, but it kind of ties back to culture, which is really interesting because this is all remote. You know, like I have yeah. video editors in Philly and North Carolina, my business partners in Tampa. Um, so everybody, this is totally remote but you can still have that high level of care and dedication to culture doesn't have to be like in a locker room or doesn't have to be in an office. And, um, that's something that we're really proud of, but it speaks to what you're talking about. Like we built this environment that was good for us, but also good for people that were joining the team. And I think that it doesn't need uh, to be physical, right? Like that's that's one thing that I love that you shared that it doesn't have to be a physical environment, which is what I think if somebody says environment, that's what they naturally comes to mind. Yeah. Like whether it be your locker room or your your office space, whatever it is, like you've created a, a virtual environment, right. right? And that virtual environment is where everybody's empowered to play to their strengths, you know, and utilize Absolutely. their strengths, their best ability. Um, yeah, that's 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 probably the one of the most important things. And I hope anybody that listens to this and realizes that they're part of a team, whether it be physical or digital or virtual, like the the environment that you're trying to create is massively important. Like. You know, I do another team that I'm part of is is the staff I have. Like I've got assistants that work under me. Right. And um, you know, part of the things that we do with them is 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 sometimes it's you know, as a young coach, if they come in on staff, they're very eager, right? They're very eager. They want to say yes to everything. Part of the things I've tried to tell them is like you gotta say no. Like it's important to say no to you have to. Like otherwise you're gonna burn yourself out. One of my mentors early on said that there's not a lot of people that retire strength strength coaches. Because they burn themselves out because they just want to do, do, do. They want to say yes, yes, yes to everybody. Right. And if you say yes to everybody else, what are you saying yes to yourself? Right. And like so being, being able to say no um, requires some leadership too, right? It requires a ton of self-awareness. Like being able to say, you know what? Like I need to do this for myself now so I can be better for you tomorrow. 
you know, that's a uh, massively undervalued, that's a skill. And that's something I've had to share with like a lot of my younger staff, interns and, and assistants is, is it's okay to say no. Like, and sometimes if somebody's going to be upset about it, it's, it's fine. They'll get over it. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody else, every, everybody can adjust and we can adapt. Um, but at the end of the day, like if, if you're already going to be at, you know, at say at the weight room from 5.30 AM and, and you're done at three, don't stay for somebody for, who's got to come in at four, like go home, be done. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's okay. Those, those boundaries I think are, are really important, but it also, um, from an expectation standpoint for the future is, is ultimately what you're building into. Right. And, um, with clients, we, we've run into this a ton of clients. It's, it's not about the actual events. It's about building expectation for how we're going to work together in the future. And that could be, um, you know, with your teammates too. And I, I think that that's kind of what you're alluding to. And, um, we definitely see that where, yeah, maybe we, we do kind of push back and, and, or, or maybe have a high expectation. And, um, maybe part of it is building trust, you know, like is how dedicated is this person or, um, you know, are they willing to, to do this, this, and this, even though technically maybe we didn't bring them on for that. Um, and so it is interesting to, I think the, the creating the boundaries aspect is significant, but, um, I think sometimes when you're building a team too, and this is this is just where my mind goes, is like, is this person as dedicated as I am? I think yeah, it's yeah. kind of like where, where yeah. my mind goes. Yeah. But at the same time, and this is something that Gary Vee talks about all the time. He's like, like nobody's gonna care about my agency like I care about my agency, yes. right? Like it's yours, like because it's mine, and I I'm ultimately benefiting. It's it's kind of like my legacy. It's 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 something that you know I've started from the ground up, and so um, it also goes back to awareness, right? Like having that awareness that, you know, this person that we just brought on is not going to care as much as I do <laughs> is like, that's something that I think is, is significant from a, from the leadership perspective. Um, but yeah, I, I, B, I think that's a, that's a great add on to, um, you know, to, to having a, a highly effective team. Anything else that comes to mind for you before we wrap up today? Cause I think that, um, you know, we kind of went over, went over the big stuff. I thought yeah. some great examples today. Um, anything else on your end? Yeah, I think you you did you did you asked me and I didn't get a chance to answer it before because um, I would think I went off in a different tangent. But the the ability to recognize what your what your strengths and weaknesses are are massively important. But then also being vulnerable enough to ask and seek the right people around you, right. or maybe they may not even be in your network. And you've given examples like this before too. If there's somebody that you want to learn from, or you recognize that they're really good in a particular area. Like, let me throw, for example, rehab, right? If somebody's really good at, you know, knee injury rehab or ACL rehab, and you can see what they're what they're putting out on socials, or you have a, a contact that might know them, but you want to learn about it a little bit more, then you've got to go reach out to them, you know, and not be afraid to say, hey, can you help me with this? I don't, I'm not that good in this area, but I want to improve upon it because I want to improve the programming that I put forth or, I have a scenario, I have situations on my own, my own particular team that I need help with. Um, so that self-awareness to be able to recognize what you're good at and not good at, but also being willing to reach out and ask. Because so oftentimes it, that's a that's challenging for a lot of people, right? It, to, to say, hey, you know what? I'm not that good at this. Let me go seek out the people who are good at it. And if yep. you can continuously practice that skill, right? That skill of asking, asking for help, it could be massively important to your own growth and your own leadership. Absolutely. Asking for help is huge, but 
I think the big thing from this conversation that I took away is like, and this is so impactful from the other podcasts we've done, where we start with something. And I think, you know, usually we're saying start with your why. Yeah. But I think I think for this specific case, I think starting with self-awareness, and then you mentioned if you don't have great self-awareness, to to ask the people around you and start building that that self-awareness and then really just like like jot it down. Like these are, this is what I'm good at. This is what needs to get done for clients that I'm not good at. And if you don't even know that, I think the biggest next step is action. Is like to yes, just to take yes. action, right? It's like, you know, think about like your golf game. Like there's driving, there's mid, there's short oh game, there's putting. The golf if you don't, good. if you don't know, <laughs> go out there and and you know see, right? And and go test it out and be like, okay, you know, these are this these are two aspects of my game I really need to work on, or th- these are huge weaknesses and become self aware on, on these things. But um, I think a lot of it just requires action. Yes. And the the other part. Of, so there's like the awareness and then there's the actual piecing things together. And it also requires a, a massive amount of action. And I'll give you two quick examples before we wrap up today. But the first one is I realized I needed creative help, like video graphic design help. And like I wrote it down and I made it really top of, top of mind. I put out Instagram posts, Twitter posts. I don't have like a great following. Like it's, you know, pretty minimal following. But within like a week, I found these people. And on Twitter... Like, I didn't know this was going to happen, but I put out a tweet and there's like over a hundred people that DM me about, uh, about video editing. And wow. so it made it really easy for me to just like go through and, and, you know, find one person. That person's been working with us for over a year now. And I just put it out there and I took action. This, like, I'm going to find a videographer. I'm going to find a video editor to help with my business. And then boom, like within a week, found that person and, and it's been great. The other, you know, the other side of that is we finally have this team where I'm like, all right, let's scale this. I'm going to go out and find more clients. And we've been working for years and we're kind of like more organic and and referral based with most of our clients. But I told myself before 2024, you know, I want to get close to doubling our monthly retainer and, and B like this was probably like two or three months ago that I was like, I really kind of set my mind to this. I started writing it down. I started making it really top of mind. I tell myself all the time. I was telling other people, this is what I'm going to do. And then, dude, it just, you know, I'm not saying it's like it magically flowed in, but the minute I started really focusing and dialing into that effort, way more, cl- I was getting on calls with people. I was following up with people that, you know, maybe worked with like two years ago, just catching up with them and boom, they needed us, right? And and so all these things started piling in and we're getting really close to doubling our monthly, you know, retainer with, with revenue for our agency in like a two month period. And so it was the other factor of like, man, just like start, taking action on, on some of these things that maybe you're thinking about. And, um, it's been, it's been huge for us, but the only reason I felt like I was ready to scale is because I felt like the team was like in place. I felt like very confident team to, to realize like, okay, our current clients are good. Let's start looking to scale and take on a little bit more. And it stemmed from, um, piecing together the right team members for, uh, for this agency. So that's the last thing I wanted to throw in there, B, but, Otherwise, dude, I think this is a great conversation. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Whether athletics, corporate, um, we need to, I think we need to bring somebody in from the military. Cause I think that that, I think that team dynamic of the military and maybe it's my father, but yeah, um, I, was I that. think, I think discussing that dynamic is something that we can, we can tie in, you know, to the future as well. But, um, yeah, great conversation. B. YouTube. Thanks. Thanks, Drew. Come up yep, for pizza right. sometime. <laughs> definitely that that's definitely one way to get me to come up and, and visit you for sure but thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll catch everybody next week talk soon